This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Mikey A., I'm wondering... Does the name Keyshawn Johnson get you excited? Are you excited that Keyshawn Johnson will be joining us on this show in, in about five minutes? Because Keyshawn is certainly, I would say, a top 10, top 20 Jet of all time, but left the Jets, wasn't very popular when he was there. I'm wondering. I loved him. I loved Keyshawn. Uh, does Keyshawn do anything for you? Uh, I mean, you can't deny his, his ability. So, I mean, yeah, it's- it gives me a little nostalgia. Yeah, it absolutely. does, right? <laughs> it brings me back to a, to a better day. I mean, we're having good days right now, but to a day where we were up 10 nothing, 98 AFC Championship game, we lost to the Broncos. We should have went to the Super Bowl. We did it. Keyshawn brings me back to that time, a good time in my life. Victor Green fell down trying to cover Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> you, you, you're right about that. How'd you remember that? So weird. <laughs> it's burned in my memory. Yeah. It's burned. Yeah, uh, Billy, you that was my to first this? big letdown as a Jet. Right. Really? That was my as a Jet big... fan, or as like in life, like a child, like that no, was your first letdown. No. no, that was my first big letdown as a Jet fan. Before that, I was too young, and then they were terrible. So that was the first time I had hope, only to have it crushed. Right. Mm. How many times have they let you down since, Mikey? <laughs> Countless. <laughs> Countless. <laughs> okay. Countless, huh? Countless. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Is there someone that you guys um, maybe like grew up and you liked and then you met and then you're like, huh, not so much anymore. So it's weird because the opposite ha- has happened for me and Keyshawn Johnson. Like I've grown to admire Keyshawn. I'm friends with him. I-, I don't know how much I liked him when he was playing and when well, I was growing up, but now I've gotten to know him a little bit and I've grown to really appreciate him. I feel like that's the opposite of what you just said. It's setting totally this up. the opposite because I don't have an example of the other way. I really don't like, Hmm. Someone I liked growing up, worshiped growing up and then found out that he was a bad person. I, I, Lenny I, Dykstra I, nails. I babysit. I babysat for his kid. I mean, I also, uh, by the way, something that, that I thought was interesting because I didn't make the connection at the time. So Stugatz said in the interview, I grew up watching Keyshawn Johnson, and you guys are either the same age or he's a year younger than you. It's a fair point. Yeah, 
which yeah. I thought was kind of weird. But I, I also now that I'm thinking it, about it, right? <laughs> I, I also get it though because because when you said it, 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 like part of me was like, is Keyshawn that much older than Stugatz? And it didn't really register. And then I looked it up, and I'm like, I think they're the exact same age, or he a year younger than Stugatz. But I kind of get it because you know. When he played, he was like in his, you know, he started at 22 or 21 or whatever it is. And at yeah. that age, you yourself don't consider yourself an adult probably. So you still think that you're a kid growing up and right. you're probably still somewhat <laughs> I, innocent to the world. Yes. Yes. So. I'm, a ch- I'm a child. Billy, I was 26. When I talk about that 98 AFC championship game, I was 26 years old. Yeah. <laughs> but I grew up watching. Grew up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. No, I didn't grow up watching him. It's a fair point. That's why I'm saying if I said that in the interview, I apologize. I, mean, I have a question. Another question for you guys. How often do you get haircuts? Um, my wife is killing me to get one right now. She thinks my hair is too long. Uh, I would say maybe once a month. Once a where, month. Where do you go to get your haircut? Haircuttery. Haircuttery? Right by but my you, house, yeah. But your cut, your haircut is like I feel like you could just buzz it with like one of those machines. You don't like, isn't it usually just the same size all the way around? Yeah, I usually get like I mean now I'm doing like an eight all the way around. It takes fifteen to twenty minutes. Marisol, uh-huh. who's my barber, is fantastic at it. I will not go see anyone else. Uh, it takes me to fifteen to twenty minutes. I just don't feel like going there. I don't know. I mean, I got you. But once a month, I feel like that's fine. Once a month. Yeah. How about you? I'm 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 very inconsistent, but it's not once a month. I'll, I can go like two months without haircuts, but I get okay. it really short on the sides. And every time I go, I have the same conversation with my barber, where he's like, "Oh, every time I see you, I forget how short you get your haircut." He basically is like trying. I don't know if it's like guilting me or trying to give me hints, like you should be coming more often. And I just roll with him. Like, yeah, I'm not good at this. And then I'll come <laughs> back like, you know, six to eight weeks later. Right, uh, Mikey. Uh, about every six weeks. About every really? six weeks. Mm-hmm. I try and space it so, like, if I have something big coming, it's, like, the week before I go get right. it. Right. Yeah. There's a I reason like... Billy's asking this question, by no, the way. No, well, I, li- I like that, yes. too, by the way. I like that, too, Mikey. And, and I haven't had that issue with this barber that I've been going to for a little over a year now. But I liked to give it, like, a week to kind of settle. Like, I don't want to yes. go, like, right away and kind of, like, if this is a bad one. You're getting a fresh, bad haircut. Let it settle. Let it simmer for a week, and then it'll kind of take its shape and start getting back to like what it right. maybe should look. Let like. it marinate. Exactly it marinate. right. You always let it marinate a week. No, but Billy. So I had the same problem where I would get like a four all the way around. It was too short, and it would take like two weeks to get back to where I really wanted it to be. So I said, "Hey, let's ditch the four, go to a six. We tried that, still a little too short. Yeah. Ditch the six, went to an eight, and the eight gets me right where I want to be. You know." Well, yeah, so you just tell them eight now, right? Yeah, I just tell yes. them okay, Yes, I tell them eight now. Uh, you asked that because Keyshawn Johnson is about to join us from, from a barber shop. Correct, yes. Keyshawn Johnson uh, is getting a haircut while, while we did this interview with him. Right, and it's his second one of the week. Yeah, he gets two a week from what he told us. It's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. He looks great, and he never looks like he needs a haircut because he always looks good. Right. Right. But also, like, part of the reason I get a haircut every, you know, six weeks or whatever is like haircuts aren't cheap. If I get a haircut every week or every two weeks, I mean, that's that's pricey. That that becomes like a monthly expense, you know? Right. You're right. Not for Keyshawn, though. Go ahead, say what you want to say, okay? But just listen to the audience here, okay? We taped this earlier in the week. I believe it was Tuesday or something like that, okay? Uh, Keyshawn was headed into the barber shop at Billy, and <laughs> you'll you'll hear it in a minute. But he and Billy had a very interesting interaction about whether Keyshawn, or not Keyshawn is rich. <laughs> I don't think Keyshawn liked me. I'll just no. He loved you. He did. I, I spoke to him after. You tell me that about everyone. Everyone doesn't love me. And I'm, well I'm just trying to make you feel fine. good, Billy. I mean, yeah, by, by lying to me, it doesn't make me feel. Mikey, you've heard this. Keyshawn may not like me, right? No, nah, I'm, I'm leaning towards he probably doesn't like you. Yes. Yeah, That's probably like Sims. I know loves you. Golik right. is 50 50. Keyshawn doesn't like you. Yeah. Golik Keyshawn is doesn't, 50. Keyshawn doesn't like me. And I feel like part of it was like. I think he he misunderstood my intentions on some of some of my questions. So I wasn't intentionally here. If you're you're going to hear it now, I wasn't intentionally trying to aggravate him. I was trying to ask him questions, but 
I must have said something on one of them that kind of got him off. So anytime I had a question after that, he he had his guard up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I have a theory, Billy. Okay, you will hear this in the interview. Uh, Keyshawn rips a certain. Uh, he rips our show. Okay, I think he feels like you're one of the people who was aligned with Dan uh, in terms of criticizing Keyshawn. That's that's how I feel. And you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just listen, and then we'll talk about it after you hear it. Here's Keyshawn. Let us know if you think Keyshawn hates Billy or not. And here is Keyshawn joining us from his barber shop for the second time in a week. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer oh my gosh folks gather around everyone gather around listen to these words the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba with same game parlays live betting odds boosts and so much more don't miss out as the nba postseason winds down and if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out new customers listen to me you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I have really grown to admire this man, Keyshawn Johnson. He has become, dare I say, a friend of mine, which is really cool considering how much Keyshawn Johnson I watched growing up. He is joining us right now uh, from a from a barber shop uh, out in L.A. because he's Keyshawn Johnson, and that's what he does. Key, what's going on, man? What's up, Steve? How are you, man? Good. I told you I had to get a haircut, but I know, you know, time is of the essence, but you know, I couldn't stop to get my hair cut because this morning on television I was looking old, dusty, and gray. So <laughs> I wanted to make sure that I got in here and got my got you know got my beauty together. Okay, I mean that's not tough for you, Keyshawn. It's tough for people like me. But he is the co-host of Undisputed on FS1 weekdays, nine thirty to twelve Eastern. How long have you been going to that barbershop, Key? Uh, this particular barbershop, I would probably say pre-pandemic. Let's call it five years, five or six years, something like that. Okay, you hold court in there, don't you? Well, it's it's all football fans in here, anywhere from the 49ers to the Rams to the Raiders to the Broncos to the Bills. I mean, they're 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 heavy into it. You know, they got their their um, fantasy pool. They're always asking me different questions about different things. Right. Actually, one of the barbers that's here is a huge 49er fan, and I tried to tell him when they got off to a you know a great start. I'm like, dude, Brock Purdy, you just I want to see him play from behind. Let's mm. see if he can do it playing from behind. And each week over the last three weeks, I come in on a Monday and he's just looking at me like depressed. Now this is the third week in a row. He's not here yet, though. I'm mm. hoping he gets here. <laughs> he's avoiding you, Key. <laughs> That's what it's, it's, it feels that way. 
<laughs> go ahead billy <laughs> how many how often do you get your haircut key like what is this weekly uh it's usually twice a week twice a week geez so today is monday i'll probably right. get it cut again on thursday okay oh, really yeah. same same yeah. barber same barber every time every single time this guy right here what's his name vic vic what up vic, vic? <laughs> and what does vic charge if you don't mind us asking I, to be honest with you, there's no real set price. I just take care of him. Okay. Um, right. And taking care of him is probably more than a traditional standard haircut. Okay. You know, <laughs> well, no, we discuss this on the show a lot. Like, Vic, does he take good care of you? Be honest with us, Vic. He can't, oh, he can't hear me. He can't hear me because oh, I got my got, earbud in. He's got earbud. All right, tell Vic, relay me. the question oh, to Vic, Key. Just say, Vic, they want to know oh. if I take proper care of you. Do I take care of you, Vic? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you guys know for sure. <laughs> I feel like you don't really need an appointment with Vic. You're just like, Vic, I'm coming in right now, and Vic clears his schedule for you. Um, no, because to be honest with you, I would probably say it's hit and miss. He's probably full because they all take appointments now. This is different. This is different than when me and Stu grew up, right? Yeah. These barbers nowadays, they take appointments. They got their app. They're professionals. This is their livelihood. This is their job. And in yeah. the end, I know you think because it's me, he just gonna exactly. drop everything. But no, I'm not his only. I'm not his only spotlight uh, client. Mm. He's got other clients in the spotlight. Who oh, are really? they? They're not as you big know? as you, Key. Yeah, ask well, Vic. Key, uh, ask Vic. Is he if he has any clients bigger than you? Seriously, yeah. you have any clients bigger than me? You have any clients bigger than me? Yeah. Absolutely, he does. Who? I know yeah, he that's does. insulting. Who is name him? Oh, this is Keyshawn Bleepin' Johnson. Get out of here! All have clients bigger name than me. All barbers do. No, tell Vic to name a couple. Tell him to name a couple. He doesn't want to name a couple. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Wait, how long does a haircut take, Key? How long does your hair? Probably a 30, 30 minute deal. Damn. Yeah. That's, I guess yeah. that's not bad, right? I, I got to be honest. Minutes, Vic probably doesn't like that you're on the phone while he's cutting your hair because you're moving around a lot. <laughs> no, I'm not. I am as steel as they come. Okay. Right. Okay. Wait, so Keisha, just so we're clear. You saw yourself in the camera this morning. We're taping this on Monday. Yes. You thought you looked old and you said, hey, I'm going to see Vic. I need a haircut. Well, yeah, because I had grays on the side. My gray mm. hair starts to come in on the side. Right. And it looks weird. I start looking real silver. And I don't like that. Okay. So I got to come in and get it blended out. All right. But Keyshawn, you look great. You really do. You know that, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. But you know how it goes. It, I look good to you. But I want right. to look good to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got it. Right. Looking good. To, you're not trying to impress me, Key. Right. I got exactly. <laughs> Are you a big Halloween guy? Um, In terms of my kids taking them around, I am, though, Stu. Yeah. Because okay. our neighborhood, neighborhood is one of those neighborhoods that's infested with kids. Right. And it'll be between the hours tomorrow of about 4 to midnight. It'll probably be 10,000 kids and families coming up and down the street because the street is like epic. It's one of those neighborhoods where every house for about a half a block, I mean, a half a mile on both sides is completely decorated to the, to the umpteen. And you have a lot of Hollywood personalities that live in this community, like a lot of directors and a lot of production people. And they go, I'm telling you, they go all out to a point where it was, it was crazy. One of my neighbors in the past was Nikki Six. You had to see his house. His house was, it was like they stayed, they saved up just for Halloween, just to go all out and do what they did. Right. It's crazy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's wild what they do. That is crazy. Uh, how do you do it though? When you go out with the kids, you got a big drink in your hand. Like what's the, uh, what's the strategy? You, you typically don't have to have a drink because typically every other house will have drinks for you. Of right. some sort, right? Jello yeah. shots or whatever, uh, they'll have it for you, even to the point where I've had I've had teenage kids walk up to me and be like, Yo, can you can you get me one of those drinks, please, hmm. please? I'm like, man, if you don't get away from over here. But no, the whole <laughs> the whole street, the street is blocked off with the security team and cars can't go up and down the street. Damn. And it's just a it's a party. No, it really right. is truly a party. So if I were to stop by Keyshawn Johnson's house on Halloween, what would I like? What would I expect? Like big bars, small bars? What do you got there? Big bars, right? Key? It's a little bit of everything. The mm. big bar, the big bar thing is 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 kind of played out. 
Yeah. Right. I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, all right? The poors of the poors. That's Liberty City times five. And we had big bars. We didn't have a lot of them, but we certainly had them. So I think if you pass by my house, you're just going to get a lot of stuff. Plenty of candy. Do you decorate the house too or no? I personally do not decorate the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, others, we we bring in people to do that for me. Wait. I don't you... even change my own light bulbs. Come on. Wait, man. hold on a second. <laughs> you have people that come in to decorate your house for Halloween? Hell yeah. Absolutely. What does it look like? What does it look like? This year, um, I mean, it has all the scary stuff. Not too scary. Not too scary. When you have young kids, you don't want to scare them too much. But right. there's some there's some Halloween, you know, there's pumpkins and ghosts and skeletons and things of that nature laying around. Okay. Yeah, uh, I am glad. Said, why are you shocked? That, what did you expect from me? I'm not rich. I have to decorate my own. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. I'm not rich either. But oh, I'm right. not going to sit outside and go and hammer things. And no, I'm not doing that. I Key. work too damn hard in my life to do that. I know, but Key, like your rich is different than our rich. <laughs> like you live next to Nikki Six, man. Like <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of people that live in our neighborhood. Right. Look, put it this way: I worked hard yes. to not have to decorate my house. <laughs> now Key. Christmas time, I decorate my own Christmas tree because it's fun with the family. But I'm not I'm not decorating my own house for Halloween and I'm not hanging Christmas lights outside either. Right, he doesn't have to. We are so in Billy's wheelhouse right now. Go ahead. You signed a $53 million deal. You're rich. No, that's not true. It's not true at all. Don't believe the internet. Stay off okay. the internet. All right. What was the contract for that, Key? Man, look. Hey, just don't believe the hype. Yeah, don't. He can't. <laughs> I, not, he can't say it now because Vic's listening, and then Vic's gonna expect right. a little more. Exactly. No, right. my life, my lifestyle <laughs> certainly isn't me growing up in South LA poor. No, my lifestyle is not like that. I can afford lunch now. Okay. Okay. Do you have a signed helmet inside that barbershop or what? You have to have something, right? I, no, something I don't there. have any, any memorabilia at all. It's not one of those barbershops that have memorabilia of people up. Hmm. All right. Uh, Key, I'm glad you brought it up, but I'm sorry to get serious here for just a second. Wait, wait, hold on. What is Vic saying? Hold on. Vic, Vic is saying, hook him up. Now y'all got That's him right. started. He yeah, wants see? a jersey now. See? <laughs> just sign the hundred, you're gonna leave him. I mean a <laughs> hundred, right, Key? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Key, I'm glad I'm glad you brought up uh I'm glad you brought this up, but I'm sorry to get serious because uh we're having a great time. But uh, you brought up where you're from and what you had to climb over and climb through to make it to where you are today. So you don't have to pay for for Halloween decorations. You have someone come in the house and do it. And I don't think people realize or care, unfortunately, fans about the backstories of some of the guys they've rooted for or continue to root for today. Uh, can you talk about that a bit? Just what you climbed over, what you went through to get where you are today in a barber's <laughs> in the barber shop, not paying for a damn thing because you're Keyshawn Johnson. No, it, it's one of those deals, Stu. You know, like I said, you know, where I grew up at, if you took and you took Liberty City times five, the worst part of the Bronx and Harlem, and mix it with the worst part of Brooklyn, they still can't. They we still got them beat, right? I mean, it's 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 just one of those situations where you grow up in poverty, and the only means of really making it and being successful at that point in time is either going to play sports or somewhere in the entertainment business. And I chose the sports route rather than go to prison. You know, as a kid, you do things because you're adolescent and you're going to get a slap on the wrist and you may, you know, try to fend for yourself to get as much as you can before that time expires. When you get to be 18 years old, you got to make a choice. Am I going to go to jail for the next 50 years or am I going to make a whole bunch of money for the next 50 years? And I chose the right side of it. I said, you know what, I'm going to get it together. This is what we're going to do. And I'm gonna get my mother up out of the hood. And a lot of people, they, you know, you you hear all these lying ass athletes. They get on television and they say, "Oh, I I just love to play for the the game, the sweat, the this, the that." Man, stop! You ain't gotta sit up there and try to appease nobody. I played not for a yellow jacket. I played to be able to buy my mom a big ass house and whatever she wanted and take her on ex- exotic vacations to Florida, to Miami, to overseas, wherever I wanted to. That's why I played the game of football. I didn't play the game of football to win a championship. If I won one, 
that's bonus. If I got an opportunity to be fortunate enough to play long enough to compile my numbers so I could get in the Hall of Fame, so be it. I know one thing I did do is I got my mother exactly what I needed to, you know, and that was my goal. So I, when I looked at it, I said, okay, do I want to play to go to the Hall of Fame or do I want to play to own this estate behind these gates? And, and some people, I'm sure they get on your shows and they just tell you, oh, God, it's for the fans and I play for the – no, I'm not going to sit up here and sell you that dream. I'll tell you exactly why I played. Everything else was a bonus. Hmm. I love that answer, Keith. And what was that day like when you got mom the big house? What was that day like for you? Uh, it was surreal, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. My mom never owned her own home. You know, uh, whether it was sleeping in and out of different apartment buildings because we had to expand or rent became too expensive or whether it was trying to figure out where where the next meal would come from, whatever the case is, once 96 rolled around, there was no more of that. We already knew. I mean, you right. could just forget about it. And, and you set the foundation for the next person to come along, like my nephews or my son. You know, you set that foundation for Michael Thomas, the New Orleans Saints, to sign a hundred-plus million-dollar deal in cash in. So you don't have to worry about your family for the rest of your life. I love it. Keyshawn Johnson with us, co-host Undisputed on FS1, uh, weekdays 9.30 to 12 Eastern. Uh, what's life been like for you since you left ESPN, Key? It's fun. You know, I had a great uh, 17-year run at ESPN from the top of the top shows to creating shows to taking over for iconic people like Mike and Mike to being 10 years on NFL Sunday and Monday Night Countdown to creating Come On Man. I mean, I had I had a blast with all those people that's over there. And as they say, sometimes you got to change and you got to go see other things in life before you really truly know what's out there. And for me, having the opportunity to be at FS1 now, you just see things a little bit different than it was at ESPN. Uh, interesting. Is he doing the eyebrow, uh, eyebrows right now? What's he doing right now? Yeah, what what's happening? No, he's he's edging. No, my eyebrows don't get touched by nobody, but he's edging. <laughs> he's edging me up right. with a razor. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, what's it been like working with Skip? You know, the way that I've always looked at it is so crazy because when I first started working or, or, or first was rumored to work with Skip, many people was coming up to me saying, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that based on his relationship that he may have had with Shannon Sharp. I don't have anything to do with that. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm my own man. Let me judge the individual myself. And, you know, many people look at him, especially in the African-American community. They look at him, they go, oh, he's a 70-year-old white man talking about black athletes. So they automatically form some sort of opinion. Now I go there to work with him. I ain't got no issues. It's fun. I'm enjoying it. We actually had lunch together the other day. I mean, he's cool. I mean, he's right. just a guy who's passionate about what he does and he's extremely smart. And the great thing about it is he actually watches the games. See, I've worked with people before in the past that did not watch the games. Oh, yeah. And it, it was <laughs> don't make me don't make me laugh while I'm getting my edge up. I'm sorry, no, I'm he's name. got the straight not, edge I'm out. Gonna, I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> Just initials. Initials no, is fine. Yeah, he's got the guys, straight edge out. You can figure that out on your own, man. Uh, no, we Look, know. Keisha, you, you know what I see back there right behind Vic is a little banner yeah. of the of the Rams. It looks like yeah. Vic does yeah, like a, sports a, memorabilia. He's uh, a Ram guy. Yeah. <laughs> so Skip is a nice guy because because Keyshawn, I met him once. He was really, really nice. He is a Rams guy. He's holding it up. You got to sign something on the way out of there, Keyshawn. Okay. Yeah. But I've heard uh, that I've I've heard Skip is a super nice guy. So you've discovered that on your own, I guess, right? Man, he's a super nice guy. Okay. And the thing is, is he really believes what he believes. Nothing is an act, right? People think everything is an act when people do things, but that's not the case. Nothing is an act. Everything is legit, and you got to respect the person for that. No doubt. Uh, was the uh, the Jets-Giants game the worst display of football you've ever seen? Well, <laughs> it was rain. You, you got to take it into context. It was raining. It right. was, you know, it was, it was tough. You know, I've seen worse. I've been part of worse. And, you know, remember, I was 1-15 with the Jets. So I, know. Yeah. I remember those days of the stands being empty and nobody – 
showing up and supporting. The Jets are doing whatever they need to do to win. What are they, four and three now, five and three? Yep. Four and they're three. Yeah. yeah, they're good. They're sitting in a catbird seat. Uh, Keyshawn, uh, people, for, for people who don't know, you are really close with Bill Belichick. Um, I think he's one of your closest relationships from all your years in the NFL is, is you and Bill. What do you make of the discussion people are having that Bill should retire, and do you think Bill is going to retire? No, I don't think he's going to retire, nor should he retire. I think when, okay. you, when you're him, you have put yourself in a position to make that decision whenever that comes. Um, what he has to do, in my opinion, is take a look at restructuring the front office and getting some quality help and him picking personnel. And if he could get that help as far as coaching on the field, I think he still has all that in his son. It's very difficult, man, for as long as he's been doing it to do both things. It's just hard to do. Right. And I think he'll have a, a, you know some more success if he could get back the front office people who helped him in the past or somebody like that. Do you think that's something he's capable of, though? Because, like, it's hard once you have all that power to take a step back and then have to listen to but someone it doesn't else's... Mean, but, it doesn't mean, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have the power. Yeah. What it means is I, I get another set of eyes to help me. If you think about some of the other guys that he's had in the past, whether it was Scott Scully, whether it was Thomas Dimitrov, whomever it was, uh, Nick Casario, helping him navigate through some of the decisions that needed to be made. When you look at on field, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, it's not a coincidence that Eric the enemy has left and that offense looks a certain way. Yep. Even if he was or wasn't calling the plays, he had some sort of influence over what would be called. He, you know, it's just like me saying, hey, Stu, uh, why don't you try using R instead of W in this conversation? And you go, yeah, you know what? If I use the W, that may work better. And that's what you need, you need somebody that's going to balance you opposed to trying to do everything. And I think it could be a little overwhelming for Bill B trying to do everything. The Eric B enemy thing's interesting because for so long, everyone was saying, why can't he get a head coaching job? Why can't he? Why can't he? Finally, he leaves Kansas City and you kind of see the offense doesn't look the same at all. And does not look the same. And the commanders are looking good. Exactly. So, and he's but, working with Sam Howe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> we were actually talking today. We're like, is Sam how good? Like, I don't know. And it could be Eric Bieniemy that's making him look like that. While at the same time, Ron Rivera not looking good, and it looks like Ron Rivera might end up getting out. And then what does Eric Bieniemy do? Does he stick around? Does he take the the job there? Or they better he, give him the damn job. I well, mean, no, but like, if you're him, has he done enough now with the Commanders and proven so much with the way that the Chiefs aren't looking good that like he will get opportunities? Well, you said two things there, right? You said, has he done enough to warrant an opportunity for a job? I can point to many coaches, many, that hasn't done or hadn't done anything even remotely close to what EB has done and went on to become a head coach. I could start off by one that was flirting with your Miami Dolphins here recently over the last couple of years. In Sean Payton. Sean Payton, you think Sean Payton did enough with the Dallas Cowboys to warrant a head coaching job at New Orleans based on his resume up against uh, Eric Bieniemy's resume over the last several years in Kansas City? I would argue with you, no. You think Mike McDaniel, your head coach with the Miami Dolphins, his resume leading into that job was better than Eric Bieniemy's? No. So when you start to... You start to look at it. I can my ex-teammate and Dan Campbell, what did he deserve the Detroit job? Yes, he did. Did his resume say it was better than Eric Benemy's? No, it did not. So when you look at it, it's about the owner, general manager, and the person who makes the decision, the president of the team, if they want to actually hire somebody, right? I mean, yes, he's done enough to become a head coach, but we're not the ones pulling the trigger. The other guys are. What I what I meant more so wasn't has he done enough. It's has he done enough for the people who doubted him, saying he's not going to be a head coach. Has this one year flipped that opinion in their minds? Because it's one thing I, key to do it with Patrick Mahomes, as we just stated. It's another thing to do it with Sam Howell. Well, and Patrick Mahomes I, doesn't look like Patrick Mahomes, right? No, he he doesn't. And and I am going to start 
the process of putting that out there that he looks a little bit different now that Eric the enemy's not there. And I started this two weeks ago. Right. Uh, and now I'm saying it again. I think he has done enough. But again, do or do they want to hire him is the question. Do they want to hire him? Do right. they want somebody to say the right things in the interviews? Or do they are they just looking for somebody who can coach a damn football team? Right? right. Do, or, or are we gonna go through all the unnecessary BS that they take you through to be a corporate guy to be able to get a job. When you Keyshawn play- Johnson is with us. Oh, I'm sorry, Billy. Hold on one sec. Uh, co-host uh, Undisputed FS1 weekdays, 930 to 12 Eastern on FS1. Billy, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sitting I- in a barbershop. Sitting yeah. in a barbershop. Is there anyone waiting? Like, do you need to get out of the seat? Like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm clean now. Uh, you look good, Key. I mean, Vic is good, man. <laughs> go ahead, Billy. I'm sorry. No, as someone who's obviously has played in the league, who's done the media thing, I wonder how much you, like, you can't like that bull part of it I right just i didn't just play in the league i was pretty freaking good no billy. no yeah, but are. i'm saying you can't that, <laughs> number bulls, one overall pick billy i mean come on <laughs> but what i'm saying is that the bull part of it has to be that right where it's kind of like you're not just trying to get the best coach you're trying to get someone that fits the mold that you want and like you should just want the best to win but instead you're looking for people that almost you can control and put out there and be the image that you want and do exactly what you want them to say, whatever, and not actually give you the best chance to win. Well, a lot of, you know, I learned a long time ago from a really, really great head coach that coached me in the NFL. He once told me a lot of these people that make these decisions don't know what the blank they doing. They just don't. And, And you think because they own a team and because they got billions of dollars that they actually know football and they actually know who to hire. A lot of hires are, are microwave guys, repeat offenders, so to speak, guys that are microwaved up, trees of guys, right? All of a sudden, uh, Matt LaFleur looks like a different coach when there's no Aaron Rodgers. But when right. there was an Aaron Rodgers, he was the next disciple behind a Sean McVay because they went on and won a Super Bowl and everybody's going crazy. Oh, my God. Oh! And now you look at that or you take Kyle Shanahan or you take McDaniel or you start looking at a lot of these guys, it's the same guy. So that's what they do in the National Football League. They want to pluck somebody off the same tree with the same this, the same pedigree, and you're not going to get it. You're just not going to get it. They've been trying that for years with Bill Belichick. You keep forgetting. Yes, you're taking somebody off of the staff, but the main guy is still on the staff, which is Bill Belichick. You're not getting Bill Belichick. You're getting, like, a sidekick. And then they soon they learn. McDaniel's got a second. Josh McDaniel got a second. Second head coaching job already. I can't believe Parcell said that to you, Key. I mean, <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that. I know. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, I'll get you out of here in just a second. One more NFL and then quickly on USC. Uh, I think both A.J. Brown and Tariq Hill should be in serious consideration for NFL MVP. As a former yeah. wide re- you agree, right, Key? Yeah, Ty- Tyreek Hill, is. It, I don't even know what they – half the defensive coordinators, they all need to be fired. I don't even know what they're doing. When he, it's almost like – they concede to just give him his numbers every week. Like, oh, he's going to score anyway, so just don't touch him at the line of scrimmage. Just let him run down the middle of the field and beat two. I mean, he's he, he's ridiculous. I don't I don't know where it came from. I mean, his speed is I, – I don't even – I've never seen anything like it playing receiver. I've seen things on the return game where guys are m- motoring down the field like Tyreek, but I've never seen it as a receiver. I mean, it's just, I don't even know. Yes, it doesn't even make any sense. It's right. Every time he touches the football, I'm like, this dude here, man, I I don't get it. But yes, he should be considered, you know, along with A.J. Brown, they both should be considered. They won't get it because it's a quarterback driven league. Right now, that thing is going to Lamar Jackson with Joe Burrow creeping slowly, Tua creeping. Um, You know, Patrick Mahomes is always going to be there hovering around. And then Josh Allen is still in the mix to some degree. But that's who it's going to. It's going to a quarterback. Is 18 and 5 an acceptable record for Lincoln Riley as the head coach at USC? Well, right now he has the same record in the first two years as Clay Helton's first two years. Damn. So when you look at that, you go, ah. but his 18 and 5 is a little more dynamic 
So it just feels, it feels better. Right. You know, right? He just <laughs> yes. feels better. Yes. Um, losing to UCLA and Notre Dame in the same year probably won't be acceptable. Uh, as of right now, it looks like we are going to lost to Notre Dame, but it looks like if we don't get it turned around, we could lose to UCLA. That won't be good. People around here will start, you know, getting an itchy butt and, and, and won't just sit down and let it take its course. But he also has to make some tough decisions on his staff when the season's over with and make a decision what to do defensively because the defensive side of the ball just hasn't worked out. Yeah. yeah, it just hasn't hasn't worked out. I mean, who, you know. Who would Keyshawn Johnson hire? Who would I hire if it was yeah. available? To fix the defense, yeah. I, I would me personally, yes. I would I personally would see how much it would take to go get Rex Ryan. That's just that. me. I love that. That's just me. Do you he's coached in college before? Yep. I don't really need you to recruit. We'll bring them on campus, and every now and then we can make some home visits. But I, all I need you to do is run the defense, and I'm going to give you that three-year, $10.5 million, you know, $3 million plus a year deal. I'm going to make you say no. But that's just me. Right. That's just that's. Do just you think me. Rex would do it, though? Because I do. I'm with you. Well, he kicked the tires on the, the, the Denver Bronco job. Um and I don't know what happened if he, if he turned it down or they wind up giving it to somebody. I have no idea. But it's all about talking to somebody and selling them, right? If you could yep. get him in the room, if it becomes available and there's an opportunity there, money shouldn't be an issue. So you just get it done. That's what right. I, that's what I would do. Okay, uh, Billy, or, you know what I would, I would take, do? Or another dude I would take a look at Who? is the the um, the ex Wisconsin DC. That used to be um, – Oh, um, oh God. He played for the Jets. He was a safety. I know who you're Leonard, talking about. Uh, Leonard – oh, God. Is Leonard is his name. I don't know if I – Billy's Leonard looking is, up Leonard. Lenny. Leonard. Is, is, is it <laughs> Jim Leonard? His last name? Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard. Yes. Jim Leonard. I would take a look at Jim Leonard as a potential DC as well because I think he's just out in the streets right now. Right. Uh, Billy, you know what I would do if I were key? I mean, Dion coaching at Colorado key. You should get into the coaching game, man. No, no, you don't want to do that. No, no, you I'm, the I'm, finger I'm, at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm so good. Like yeah. Billy said earlier, I'm not going to play the politics. I'm not going to play the game. I'm just not going to do it. And right. prime has done an amazing job for Colorado and to set it up for other people that want to follow and come along. I, I just, I have no interest. I don't have a patience. Okay. You know, I barely, I barely had the patience of dealing with you because of your partner and the other little cronies who hang around his little sidekicks that always got mouthing off and always got something to say. Go ahead. You know? Go ahead. Take shots at Levitard. We're good. Go ahead. No, say not, it. Say no, what you I'm want saying, to say. I'm saying Dan, but all the other little cronies, right. his little mi- mi- uh, uh, minions. minions running minions, around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All his little minions like Mike, that run around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know their names, but they're little minions that always like, dude, please. I, I wanted it one day. I don't know what I was doing. I was, I don't know. I was watching something or and something came on and the little minions was running their mouth. And I said to myself, I said, these dudes, I could, a uh, 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 half of one of my catches in the NFL is more than they would ever have throughout high school. I'm sure <laughs> it was just like, yeah, little minion dudes running around in the background. You told me once off air, like, I'm not down with media criticism. Like, please, especially from guys who never played football before, you take a hit from Steve Atwater and see what it feels like. Yeah, exactly. Take <laughs> let, let let Sean Taylor hit you one time across the middle. Then come back and talk to me. Let Steve Atwater catch you on a shallow cross. Come back and talk to me. Or LeVar Kirkland hit you and crack your sternum. Then come talk to me. Until then, shut up and just be a little minion for Levitar. Jim uh, Jim Leonard is a senior football analyst at Illinois, so I think he's available. Well, that's because they're still paying him, so he took a little job yeah. to be a little analyst. But, but that would be a guy that I would, you know, he has some good. He has he he understands the Big Ten Conference, which we're going into, and I I would look at it. I'm sure there's other candidates that's out there that's not. That's right. uh, I think Rex is a good know. one. That's strong. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, 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 I don't know. Our new AD came from uh, Washington. Jen came from Washington, and, and she fired Jimmy Lake, the ex-coach there, after she hired him. He would be a good DC, but I don't know if I don't know if Lincoln would be able if the job became available if he would ever even be able to get that across the finish line. But right, there's get, get. some player, there are some coaches out there, I'm sure. All right, getting you out of here right now, but I've, I've always meant to ask you this question. 98 AFC Championship game. I think you're up 10-3 at half against Denver. Is that correct? 10-zip, I thought. Oh, 10-0. You're right, 10-0. Yeah, 10-0. At halftime, was Keyshawn thinking about, talking about the Super Bowl or no? Like, you can't do that, right? No, it wasn't talk. No, nothing to talk okay. about. Okay. I mean, we, right. we, was, we were up 10-0. We should have gone up either 13 or 17 oh and i think kb fumbled it around the five yard line or something and we went in 10 oh we got the ball back we were supposed to get the ball coming out of the second half and i believe we kicked it off they kicked it to us in the wind caught the ball in the air and went back to the broncos and we kind of went downhill from there but no we we knew that atlanta had beat minnesota earlier that day we obviously played atlanta that year and torched them so yep. we knew, okay, if we got there, then Atlanta's the opponent. But no, we were not. It just didn't go. It didn't go well. I know. The the second o- half just didn't go well. I know. The only reason I ask is because I was watching that with my friends, and I said to all of them, no one, no one mentioned <laughs> Super Bowl. It's 10 nothing at half. There's an entire – and then my friend went out on a pay phone. We were, they had pay phones at that time, and he actually purchased a pair of tickets from a scalper. How about oh. that? Super Bowl. He did. And, uh, so it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, it is his fault. Yes, yeah, it's his fault. You didn't get to a Super Bowl with the jet ski. You got to one in Tampa, but not with my, the jet. My, it's his fault. Is he is he a Miami, Florida guy? He, he is. Yeah, you want to rip him? His name's Brian. Go ahead. Mm. T- typical, typical, Classic. typical. Classic. <laughs> you know Miami Dolphin. You know Miami Dolphin fans hate me. They can't yeah. stand me. They th- they think I don't like Tua. They think I don't like Tyreek. They think I don't like the Dolphins. I'm like right. I don't have a horse in the race. I don't care. I just right. try to share my opinion based on what I think I right. see, but they yeah. can't stand me. I love it though. I was going to say, I feel like you <laughs> like that they hate you with a smile on his face. Is that it? <laughs> oh, I love it because I'm living rent free in their heads for no reason at all. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Keyshawn, you're awesome, man. Co-host undisputed on FS1 weekdays, nine 30 to 12 Easter. Check it out every day. Uh, Keyshawn, you're the man. I appreciate you. Thank you for doing <laughs> for doing this from the barber shop. You, you He's still Stugatz. there. You better sign something for Vic on the way no, out. You Stugatz owes Vic money because you've been taking right. up his chair because it's Stugatz. No, it's Wait. all good. Key, promote his barber shop, man. Promote it for Vic. Oh, it's Scissors on Ventura Boulevard in Tarzana, Mr. Scissors. Okay, That's good. what it's called. <laughs> all right, but man. can come check it out. All right, we appreciate you and uh, sign something for him on the way out, okay, Key? All right, man. I'll right, see man. you guys. So I'm convinced now. I, I, if we take votes here, let's go around the room. Take he didn't like me. He didn't. I vote for he didn't like me. In fact, if you're still listening to this podcast and you're a fan of the show, in honor of Keyshawn's morning show, if you think that Keyshawn hated me, tweet at all of us and tag us KHB for Keyshawn hates Billy. And if you think that he likes me, do KLB for Keyshawn liked Billy. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mikey, your vote. Well, beforehand, I thought he didn't like you, and now I'm certain of it. He didn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that your theory is KHB. Yeah, KHB or KLB. I go hashtag KHB. Really? You slipped. Yes. Well, I heard it. I mean, when you're in it, it's hard to tell. But after hearing it, he hates you, dude. Well, here's the thing. So he referred to he referred to the members of Dan's show as minions. And yeah. Stugatz, you think that he didn't like me because he knew me as a minion? I don't think he has any idea who I am, obviously. Why would he? He's Keyshawn Johnson. Why would he know who Billy Gill is? So I don't think that it's that. I think he just didn't like the questions that I asked him. Um, and I think the one that he really didn't like was where I said, you played in the league for a long time, and I didn't like say you're one of the greatest NFL players of all time, which seemed kind of like... A ticky-tack thing to get upset about. Like, why would I introduce the question with, you were one of the greatest NFL players of all time. What do you think about XYZ? 
Yeah, but if you apply a little fluff to the question, Billy, perhaps you'll get a better answer because Keyshawn's in a better mood. Oh, this guy's respecting me. He likes me, you know? I do like I did like I him. know you do. I know. Like Billy, I'm telling you, I'm telling the audience and I'm telling Keyshawn if he's listening. He's when not. we were done with that interview, Billy said it was really good. And he never says that. So he in doesn't. fact, in fact, I petitioned and I argued and I tried to get Mikey on my side and he agreed with me that this should be an episode of Stupidity. It should be a full episode so we could air the entire thing instead of having to trim it down to like a 10 minute interview because I thought it was so good. I wanted to air the entire thing. So Correct. hashtag KHB, but hashtag BLK. <laughs> feel like you're making a comeback, though, right now. Billy loves Keyshawn. <laughs> Not even like loves. Billy loves I believe Keyshawn. you love Keyshawn. I do. Yeah. He was very gracious with his time. He did it from a barber's seat, and his barber was tremendous, and he was great. He was entertaining. I feel like Vic liked like we, yeah. we, we were trying to get Vic. Vic extra money. Yeah. We should yeah. book Vic. You know what? What was the place called? Scissors? I'm going to look for Vic's number. Scissors. Right Scissors. Of Ventura. Yeah. What's yeah. up? <laughs> Stupidity. Duke Outs here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So, we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.